You're listening to episode two of the Room to Grow podcast. I'm Emily Goff, a holistic nutritionist and women's lifestyle coach living in Hamilton, Ontario, in Canada. And here on the Room to Grow podcast, I bring you thoughts or guests in areas of nutrition, mindset, lifestyle, and entrepreneurship that will help you gain confidence so you can stress less and elevate yourself to create the life you love. We are not here to do things perfectly, but we are here to learn from each other and to grow with lots of self-love and compassion along the way. Let's get started. Hey there, welcome back to the Room to Grow podcast. And today we're going to be talking about the fear of success and how that can really hold us back. But really quick, if you can take a screenshot of this and tag me on social media, it would honestly make my day. <laughs> so if you, you can just tag me at Emily Goff Coach, uh, that's where I am over on Instagram, or Emily Goff Coaching on Facebook. So I would love to, to get to connect with you and, and get to know you. So let's dive into this. And you know, it, it seems like such an odd question. Do we fear success? Well, of course not. There's there's all these things that that we want out of life whether you have financial goals or goals that you want to reach a certain weight or, um, I mean, there can be anything, relationship goals, all of those things, not, not hashtag relationship goals, by the way. (laughs) Um, but there's this whole idea around success and the mindset that a lot of us have around it. But when we really start to get clear on it, we we can start to get frustrated because we have these goals and a lot of times maybe it's taking a lot longer to get there than we want to. And sometimes, obviously, life just takes patience uh, a lot of times, which is not something that that I'm always very good at and, and I know that a lot of people struggle with that too. But what would your life actually look like if everything you wanted came true right now? Like actually take a moment to think about that. If, if everything you had ever wanted, everything you had ever dreamed about came true right this second, what would that look like? How would your life look different from it is right now? Maybe it would just be a little bit different. Maybe it would be a complete 180. What would that look like? I want you to take a second to, to really visualize that. Now, the other side of that is when you start to look at what would it take to actually make that happen? What would it take to get there? The question that I think a lot of us don't ask is what would have to die in its place to make room for those successes? I'm going to say that again, what would have to die in its place to make room for those successes? This is a big question because this is something that so many of us don't think about. We just think of, you know, all all the positive things. It's like that old saying, be careful what you wish for. Because it's not to say that that all those successes can't bring you amazing things and, and be as incredible as you dream about them to be, but there may be a lot of changes that have to happen in order to get there. And those are the kinds of things that we might be holding onto really, really tightly and be having a hard time letting go of in order to achieve that. So let's let's get into this a little bit more. There's a, a quote that I posted on my Instagram not long ago. Um, don't let the fear of what could happen make nothing happen at all. So I think that that really ties into all of this because a lot of times if we sort of even subconsciously are holding on to particular fears around achieving that next goal or achieving that, that particular dream or success or something, we may actually stop taking action to get there because we fear what we would have to give up in order to make it happen. So 
I, I'll try to come up with, I've been trying to come up with some examples for you. And one example is that you hear stories of people whose lives completely change when they lose an extreme amount of weight. So that can shift the, their entire lives, how people treat them, how, how they show up in the world, their confidence, all of those things. And that can come with obviously incredible, incredible benefits. You know, health benefits aside, obviously, assuming that it's a healthy amount of weight loss. But um, if, if they reach that level of extreme weight loss, what could that change that might have some negative effects for them? One of the really big factors that uh, has actually started to be looked at a lot more often is the dynamic of that person's, let's say, romantic relationship, but even relationships which just with friends or family members or something like that. Um, but if you look at it from the point of, of a romantic re relationship, so the relationship that they have with their spouse or partner or, or whatever, that can completely shift, particularly how they treat each other. Um, you know, one spouse or, or partner may then start to feel threatened as though the other person might, you know, they're, they're going out in the world. The partner who lost a lot of weight is maybe going out in the world more now that they have a lot more confidence. They're showing up in a totally different way. That can feel threatening to the other partner and that can create a lot of issues as well. So even if it's not extreme, just changing simple habits can shift relationships too. So maybe you have a friend that you always do a particular activity together that might not be great for you, but you, you enjoy it, at least at the time, and your entire relationship is sort of built around that. So one example I've used in the past is that years ago, um, and, and I'll talk about more of this in, in future episodes, but um, I used to be a bit of a, a partier and I would, you know, back in university and stuff, and it's not atypical for that, that age group. But I also was a bartender and, and stuff like that. So I was going out with friends a huge amount. And these were people that uh, I really had, I, I felt that it was a really close, strong bond with until I reached a certain point where I, I kind of stopped drinking until like now I, I don't even really indulge much at, at all for various reasons. But it was that those friendships it sort of fell away. And, and I guess you could say I, I gave them up, although that wasn't exactly how it happened. But giving them up was the result of reaching a different level in my life where other things were going on that I had wanted, but it, it came with a particular price. And that's not always going to be the case, obviously, but let's use another example. So let's say you typically spend uh, the entire weekend on the couch watching TV and eating snack foods every single night with your, with your partner. And that's fine. And that can be great sometimes. That can be really nice. But are there other things that you maybe want to be achieving or doing that that is holding you back from? And do you have fears around that? That if you started to do that other activity, let's say you wanted to implement, um, I don't know, going to the gym in the evenings uh, three or four nights a week or taking a cooking class because you've always wanted to learn to cook better or, or cook more or different things or, or something like that. Or maybe you just want to see your girlfriends maybe a little bit more often. Maybe you don't see them very often and, and you want to book that in, but it feels like you're holding yourself back because if you, if you give that up with your partner, even if it's just a couple of nights a week, is that going to change the dynamic of your relationship? That fear is what can really hold us back. And it's not to say that that, that is a legitimate fear. It doesn't, it, that could actually improve your relationship with your partner but it's, it's the fear of that that can hold us 
in our little box that we've put ourselves in and not allow us to break out of that. Another example that I hear from a lot of, of women especially is that they often have a, a girlfriend uh, or, or have had friends in the past that a lot of their, their bond with that person is based on speaking negatively about other people and maybe causing drama of, around others. That that's the entire basis of that relationship is sort of based on gossip. And we may not even realize that in the moment until we start to really take a close look at that type of thing. Like, what is this relationship based on? Is it based on a place of positivity? Is it based on us being the best version of ourselves? Or is it pulling us into a bit of a hole and holding us back in that regard as well? And that doesn't mean that you need to give up the friendship. Maybe you just have a conversation with that person that you say, you know, uh, something along the lines of redirecting the, the conversation with your girlfriend to more positive topics. Or maybe you just let her know that you're just trying out a new direction and explain why you're doing it and ask if she'd be interested in joining you. It can be as simple as that. Those conversations feel really scary, but if you're looking to reach a new level of, of success, Doing it from a place of positivity is going to make you that much happier in the long run. It's going to make you happier along the way. It's going to make you happier getting there. And it's also going to reduce a lot of, a lot of that fear. Having these types of little conversations gives you confidence. And that confidence is what is going to break down those balls of fear so that you can take that next step, that, that next jump forward. So let's also go back to the example of um, hanging out with your, with your partner every night, but just kind of like sitting around on the couch and watching TV and maybe eating things that you're not super happy you're eating and, and stuff like that. Maybe you just implement a new habit of, of going for a walk every night, have that conversation with your partner, bring it up, say, listen, you know, I love spending time with you. Um, I want to make sure that we do more of that. And maybe we can actually catch up on each other's day a little bit more. If we get out and, and get some fresh air, go for a walk. If maybe they aren't interested in that, then maybe you go for a short walk by yourself. And a lot of times when people see others taking that type of initiative, you might be surprised. It might not take very long for your partner to just start naturally coming with you anyway. Being like, oh, hey, like I, I see what, what he or she is doing and, and I want to get in on that and, and make sure that I'm spending time with them. And, and then they start to love something like that too, that new kind of habit. So the fear of... The success doesn't have to be so scary. There are so many ways to go about this differently, to redirect. Um, I mean, the, the other big thing is procrastination is a huge source of fear. And this is, I've been a procrastinator for, for most of my life. And it wasn't until fairly recently when I started really looking at why I was a procrastinator and, and what was really going on there. And because it, it's, I can tell you from experience, I'm sure that lots of other people have experienced this as well. Procrastination is stressful. And yes, some people function better working under stress when they've got, you know, that sort of deadline, they can push through and get something done. And that's great. But I don't love that, that source of stress. <laughs> so while a deadline can be really helpful, I'd rather have that deadline kind of more self-imposed and moved up a bit so that I've got some breathing room because a lot of times, some tasks will just take longer than we think they will as well. So that can also make things a little bit tricky, especially if you're already really cutting it close and, and getting down to the deadline. And procrastination is a huge sign of fear holding you back. But what would happen if you actually just did the thing? And 
what let, let's go worst case scenario what if you failed what would happen then this is huge for entrepreneurs or anyone who wants to start some side of some sort of side hustle or even if you just have a, a project or, or something that you're working on maybe there's just something you want to get done around your house or, or something like that that you've just been putting off and putting off and putting off why are you putting it off what is it that's holding you back from accomplishing that maybe it just feels too big it just feels like such a huge project or or such a huge step that it feels overwhelming and that's really tricky too and and that's something that i i can completely understand and relate to and what i always advise people is to take just a really tiny step so whatever that huge task is it's never just one giant task that that huge thing can always be broken down into much smaller more manageable steps little bite-sized pieces so break that down into the, the smallest, even if it seems like ridiculously small, the smallest little steps possible. And that can give you a huge sense of accomplishment. And if you break it down into that, and then you set yourself one task for an entire week, and it's something super, super simple, you go ahead and do that, that gives you a win under your belt. And that is what is going to help propel you forward. That's what's going to push you forward to the next step and the next one and the one after that until you end up reaching that point where you finally, you look back and you're like, holy cow, how did I, how did I manage that? How did I get that done? <laughs> one, one example of that too is this podcast actually. Um, for anyone who's been following me for a while, I have a podcast previously called uh, Fit and Nourished Mind uh, with uh, my business partner at the time, Kate. I'll link it all up in, in the show notes so that you can go check it out. And when she and I started a podcast together, we would set a, assign a time to record together and we would just record. That was the time and, and we would just do it. And we both agreed that if we didn't have each other to rely on, especially early on in the beginning when we were very nervous about podcasting and, and it came with sort of its own set of challenges, that could feel daunting if we had just been alone and, and not have that other person to rely on it and to know that that other person was depending on us to show up as well. So that's a really big deal because when I started this podcast by myself, I was already starting to worry that I, I wouldn't have anything good to say. I would start procrastinating, um, all of those things. And, and that has still happened. Trust me, I, I've definitely still gone through those thoughts, but I broke things down into really small, actionable steps. And I think that anytime you're starting something new, that's especially important to give you those wins because otherwise it, it feels like whatever that thing is that you're reaching for is too far away. It's too much. There will be too many changes you would have to make to get there. And that can create a huge amount of fear. And that's what holds us back from that level of success. So something else that I want to suggest trying is to get really clear on what your future self looks like. So that, that person, that version of you in the future that has done all of these things that you want to do and, and your life looks completely different um, or whatever that looks like for you, whatever your, your sort of dream life looks like, what does it look like? What does it feel like? What is your experience in the world as that person? What are the habits that you have as that person? And I want you to journal about that because it, it's really powerful to see this type of stuff written down 
in words. And a lot of times things will flow out of your pen that you were not even expecting. And I was never a, a journaling type of person. And in the last year or two, I've, I've started uh, to really make it part of a daily habit, even if it's just a couple sentences. It doesn't have to be anything over the top here. Journaling doesn't mean having to sit down and write 16 pages of, of stuff. It can be two or three sentences and you're done for the day. And it, it can take under two minutes if you want it to. It can be more if, depending on the day, but just journaling about that and writing it down every day, visualizing that, dreaming about that lifestyle that you want to create for yourself. And then really starting to try it on for size. So maybe you start actually performing some of those habits. It, that, that person that you are um, in, in the future where you've achieved everything that you want to and you have this incredible life with all the things and <laughs> whatever, whatever it is, you know, the, the dream career and maybe the, the beautiful house by the ocean, um, whatever that looks like for you. I want you to actually start to break it down into what does your day look like from morning to night, from the time you get up in the morning until the time you go to bed as that person. What are the habits that you do every day? What does your ideal day look like? And if you start to actually behave like that person, start to, start to perform those habits every day, you may start to see how some transformations begin to take place rapidly. And it's powerful. It's a really, really powerful exercise. This whole sort of idea of manifestation can seem a bit woo-woo, but I assure you it can have some really powerful effects. That is a really, really powerful way to start to become those successes, become what you want to. Maybe you're looking to uh, lose a lot of weight. Maybe you've, you've had a lot of issues uh, struggling with your weight, with your body image. What do you not only look like in the future at your, your ideal weight, but what does it feel like? That's the biggest part of that because a number on a scale is just a number on a scale. But what do you actually feel like at that stage? Down the road when, when you've achieved all the things and, and you just feel incredible, how does that feel to you? And how do you carry yourself? How do you show up in the world? What, how do you treat others? How, are, how is your relationship with others? All of those things really can pull together to start to create this vivid picture of what things will look like. And once you can actually visualize it, it's easier to achieve as well. And then you can start to really get clear on what some of the things are that will have to change for you to get there. So the entire exercise is to really help you break out of old habit loops and shake up some of your routines. Because if you're reaching for things that you haven't gotten to yet, and maybe they're things that you've been, you know, struggling with or, or dreaming about or, or thinking about the, that you want for years and years and years, but you feel as though you're no closer, this can be the game changer. This can be what can really turn this around for you so that you can start to shake things up and really get clear on what some of your fears are so that you can start to overcome them. Because if, if you really take a close look at some of the things that are holding you back and you know maybe you journal about that maybe you write them down you might start to realize that some of them might seem ridiculous too when you actually write something down on paper things that seemed 
huge in your head, like just impossible to overcome. When you put it down on paper and you actually read it to yourself, you think, really? I was worried about that? And that, that also is a huge action step forward because you're breaking down that fear so that you can then reach that next level of success that you want and take that little step forward. Does this make sense? I hope that you've gotten a, a lot out of this because I've just seen so many examples of this in my own life in the past year and a half. It, things have changed massively for me. I've, I've left a corporate job after 11 years. I'm now a full-time um, entrepreneur online working from home. It, there have been all kinds of things that have changed and a really powerful part of this has been breaking down fear. And I think that this is something that holds so many of us back in so many areas and to reach that next level, to grow into the person that you want to be. I think that it's going to take a really hard look at some of the things that are holding you back and some of the action steps that you can take that can seem so minor right now. So just to kind of recap, looking at uh, some of the, the habit loops that you're kind of stuck in now with your old routines that maybe you're not thrilled about that kind of make you unhappy and starting to shift some of that, maybe having some conversations with uh, people around you as well. If, if you're sort of stuck in habit loops that involve other people or, or other relationships, breaking down huge tasks into really tiny steps so that you can start to get some wins under your belt. And the whole idea of visualization and, and journaling about this stuff and getting really clear on what it is you actually want and taking time to write down a couple sentences each day to really embody and visualize and, and feel and experience what that future version of you is going to feel like and how that person shows up in the world and breaking that down so that you can reach that by taking the steps to get there in a, in a bit slower way. Okay. So I hope that that has helped you out a little bit. I'd love to get your feedback on this. And uh, you can find us over in the Room to Grow podcast Facebook group. So I've got a great, uh, great group of people over there. I just love them. We have so much fun and, and I'm in there a lot. I also do um, live trainings in there. I have some guests come in too. So I'd love to see you over there. And if you could also leave a review, if you love this episode as much as I did on iTunes, that would just be amazing. It would help us out so much and it helps the word get out there so that I can book even more amazing guests for you guys and bring you as much incredible content as I possibly can. So I would love to see you over there in the Facebook group and I'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks so much for listening to the Room to Grow podcast today. Can you do me one favor though? Can you take a screenshot of this and tag me on social media? I would absolutely love to see who's listening and get to connect with you. And if you wouldn't mind leaving a review on iTunes, that would make a huge difference. It's really important to have those, those reviews so that we can get the word out there about the podcast, get more amazing guests on and get as much information out there as we possibly can together. Looking forward to growing with you.